0: On this episode, better breathing for better erections. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the Holistic Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Mathis. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you listening. It is Sunday as I record this. Today on the show, we're going to talk about breathing better to massively improve our health, and yes, including improving our erections. Before we get into that, a reminder, I'm always here to help you guys, so shoot me a text 801-742-1439, or you can book a clarity call, go to calendly.com slash Stephen Mathis, or hit the link in the show notes i would love to chat with you so let's talk about breathing Uh, we're going to actually talk about breathing on uh in a few different uh a few different aspects of breathing on some upcoming episodes because this is one of the most powerful things that we can do you guys to improve our health in so many ways and improve our body and and improve our performance as we're going to talk about today in one way uh is to breathe better i mean breathing is obviously fundamental to life. Uh, it's the only thing that's really happening 24 hours a day in it, uh, in our body besides our heart beating and of course some level of brain activity uh, is we're breathing, right? We're breathing 24 hours a day for our entire life. So if we can make improvements in our breathing, it stands to reason that that is going to uh, filter out pretty powerfully to the rest of our health and our body. And it really, really does. I'm excited to actually talk about some different aspects of this and some different things that we can put into practice to impact this in a powerful way so we're going to talk about one of those today before we get into uh, the rest we need to kind of back up a little bit and talk about some of the science involved here so as you know we have uh, oxygen and carbon dioxide both that we bring in and both of those are in our body they both play a critical role And actually carbon dioxide plays a more critical role than you would think because carbon dioxide actually facilitates uh, oxygen being separated from hemoglobin. So what that means essentially is this, we are, most of us, if we're healthy, we're running at, you know, anywhere between 97 and 99% uh, blood oxygen saturation the majority of the time right might occasionally dip below that might be 100 percent at times but we're basically running typically in like this 97 to 99 percent blood oxygen saturation meaning our blood is carrying all the oxygen that it can and this is going to be true regardless of of really how you're breathing it's actually very very difficult to breathe in a way that uh, that changes that as we're going to talk about in some of the upcoming episodes even when we do some really pretty intense breathing exercises that affect our breathing in other ways our blood oxygen actually stays right there. It's, we're, we're basically saturated, right? We're carrying as much oxygen as we can carry. So one of the fundamental things that actually affects um, how much of that oxygen gets into our tissues, because just because it's uh, being carried around by our blood, it's attached to hemoglobin, right? As it's being carried around by our blood. And in order to be, to be of any use to our body, it needs to be unloaded by that hemoglobin so hemoglobin kind of is like the the you know the cruise ship basically it's like transporting it around our body and it has to unload it from that in order for our body to actually use it and that's where carbon dioxide comes in so carbon dioxide actually reduces the affinity of oxygen to hemoglobin is what's really happening so what it essentially means is that when carbon dioxide levels are somewhat higher that will mean that actually more oxygen gets offloaded from hemoglobin hemoglobin into where it can actually be used, right? So what this means for our breathing is that our carbon dioxide levels are important. They're really important. If we have too low of carbon dioxide levels, what that means is that uh, the oxygen actually will not be able to be unloaded, essentially, from hemoglobin. And we can almost have a feeling of not having enough air, uh, even though we have plenty of oxygen, because we must have that carbon dioxide in order for that oxygen to be released, like we talked about from hemoglobin, right? So what this also means is that as we uh, re- as we raise our carbon dioxide levels, and obviously there's, there's limits here, uh, but as we raise our carbon dioxide levels, we actually end up, uh, we still have the same amount of oxygen that we're carrying around in our blood, but more of it actually ends up getting released into tissues. Okay, so carbon dioxide. You might think of it, and sometimes it's referred to referred to as like this, like waste product, uh, which is somewhat true in the sense that yes, carbon dioxide is carried back out. But as we just talked about, carbon dioxide is absolutely crucial, and how low or relatively high our carbon dioxide levels are plays a big role in how much how much oxygen actually makes it out to to cells, right? So raising our carbon dioxide levels can actually be a good thing. So that's one of the things that we're going to talk about. So we have oxygen, we have carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide plays a more critical role than we think. Now we also have nitric oxide up until about 2014 or 2015 or somewhere in that neighborhood. All of the attention was really paid to oxygen, carbon dioxide, right? In kind of this process and not nearly as much attention was paid to nitric oxide, but nitric oxide somewhere around that time frame they kind of started to look at it and, you know, a lot of people did at least Um, not that there's a one like they, right. But a lot of people started to look at it as basically as three, you know, not just a two gas kind of system, but a three gas system because nitric oxide plays an absolutely essential role in the process. Nitric oxide, again, it's another gas. It's carried around our blood, right? Nitric oxide, what it does is it actually facilitates the opening of blood vessels. So nitric oxide basically, like opens the doorway so that the blood with hemoglobin, which is carrying oxygen can walk through. And then the carbon dioxide says like, okay, oxygen, you can get off and go do your thing. So if we don't have enough carbon dioxide, that's a problem. If we don't have enough nitric oxide, that's a big problem. And we're going to talk about nitric oxide more because nitric oxide is really powerful, really important. And there's a really simple, but highly impactful way that we can impact that in our body. So nitric oxide, like I said, it's responsible for dilating the blood vessels so that the blood can actually go out and reach into tissues. In fact, it, they've, uh, there's some rat studies and we're gonna talk about, um, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about a, a study for every single thing that I'm like talking about, but there are a couple studies that I'm gonna highlight. Um, but there's a rat study, which is not one that we'll specifically dive into, but basically they, if they restrict nitric oxide, um, what happens is it puts these, uh, puts these, these rats under extreme duress and they all essentially end up dying, usually of a heart attack or stroke because without enough nitric oxide, that fundamentally impacts their body's ability to get blood out to where it needs to go. Obviously that becomes a problem. So we, you know, we often think of, uh, I think a lot of people often think about breathing, in terms of like oxygen, you know, oh, I got to get more oxygen. Oh, I got to like, you know, if you're, if you're like huffing and puffing, you might be thinking, oh, I'm like not getting enough. Everybody's getting enough oxygen. Everybody's getting enough oxygen all the time, even when you're under stress. And like you're, even when you're pushing yourself, what's, what's really happening as we'll talk about is, uh, you're not, it's not that you're not getting enough oxygen. It's that these other things start to change. So we're pretty much getting all the oxygen that we eat that we that we need the question is do we have enough carbon dioxide do we have enough nitric oxide so both of these are addressed with one fund- fundamental thing and there's other things that we can do to affect this as well especially with carbon dioxide and there's a whole bunch of stuff that we'll go into on some future episodes but for today there's one thing that we're going to talk about and that is this it is very very simple but is very powerful and that is breathing through your mouth versus breathing through your nose okay there's a whole bunch of things that come into play here, but there's a couple of big ones. When we breathe through our mouth, number 1 is we overbreathe. We overbreathe. The the term hyperventilation is overbreathing taken to the extreme, right? And what happens? Here's what happens. When you have you ever wondered like why why does overbreathing, why does hyperventilating cause what it what it can cause in some people, right? And the reason is not because they're not getting; they're obviously getting plenty of oxygen. What happens is when we overbreathe, we are expelling too much carbon dioxide, and without the carbon dioxide, with our carbon dioxide levels being too low, oxygen can't break away from hemoglobin, and it can't actually reach where it needs to reach. And so, basically, we get this feeling of like the more that we over the more we actually feel like we're not getting enough breath because the oxygen actually isn't making it out. So that's what somebody who's like hyperventilating part of the part of the the response and the, what they're feeling is their is their body is, is basically triggering this thing where, yeah, I have plenty of oxygen, but none of it's actually making it to tissue. So that's what triggers that kind of like panic, right? but even without the ex- taking it to the extreme of hyperventilation, the vast vast, vast majority of us, um, including me, I'm still on this journey to like change this, but the vast majority of us way over breathe. We way over breathe. We breathe way more than we need to. Like I said, we can dramatically slow down and lessen our breathing and still be at that 97, 98, 99% blood oxygen saturation. We don't need to be breathing as much as we can. What happens when we overbreathe is we're expelling too much carbon dioxide. And the number one way that most of us overbreathe is mouth breathing. When we breathe through our mouth we over breathe we expel too much carbon dioxide so this fundamentally changes the the situation in your body in terms of how much oxygen can actually reach out to where it needs to go so as you can imagine that has lots of uh, that has lots of effects through our body none of them really good conversely when we breathe through our nose a couple of things happen the really one of the most cool ones we're going to talk about in just a second but one of them that happens is we slow down and we slow down our breathing we start breathing less which means we improve that carbon dioxide situation so when you're breathing through your mouth right you're like over breathing you're getting rid of all this carbon dioxide you need that carbon dioxide so when you breathe through your nose it tends to slow you down and you're actually breathing less and because you're breathing less more oxygen actually ends up making it out in, into tissues, so this affects our health in hugely powerful ways. And I'm going to talk more about the story and some of the like. It's really interesting the history of breathing and um and some of how this like how this all came to be and why most of us are really breathing wrong. But for today, let's just talk about some of the basic science and what we can put into action. So mouth breathing versus nasal breathing. When you're mouth breathing, you're over breathing. Number one, you're also breathing in unfiltered air. This basically direct shot of like dirty, dry air that goes straight to your lungs, doesn't go through your, your, your nose, right? Conversely, when you nasal breathe, you're improving that carbon dioxide situation and even cooler. And what I'm gonna really highlight today is the nitric oxide so nitric oxide is produced the place in nitric oxide or the place in our body where nitric oxide is produced is in our nose and our nasal passages so when we breathe through our nose instead of through our mouth it's almost six times more nitric oxide that we inhale so there's a study called nasal and oral contribution to inhaled and exhaled nitric oxide, a study in tracheotomized patients. So I'll put a link to this particular study, but this one is the one that looked at, or one of the ones that looked at that, and they looked at how much nitric oxide is actually inhaled when you're breathing through your nose versus through your mouth. And as it turned out, it's to be exact, almost six times, but to be exact, it's 5.81 times more nitric oxide that you breathe in when you breathe in through your nose and that is super important to us as human beings because as we talked about nitric oxide is what facilitates the vasodilation or the dilation of blood vessels so that blood can actually go through them and reach where it needs to go that includes your penis for erections but also it includes things like your brain and all the rest of your body which are obviously really really crucial so nitric oxide is something that we've touched on on this show a couple of times in the past, um, you've probably heard of nitric oxide. There's a lot of nitric oxide booster kind of supplements. Um, A couple of the ones that you've probably heard of are L-arginine and L-citrulline. Those are basically precursors to nitric oxide in the body, so they can help the body produce more nitric oxide. Because of that, they're in a lot of pre-workouts and things like that. So there's a lot of, the fact that nitric oxide is very important for, performance is very well known. The other place that it's very well known is specifically in erections. In fact, that is basically how Viagra works. Viagra essentially works on the nitric oxide system. It causes the body to produce a bunch more nitric oxide that makes erections that much more likely, right? Which is essentially how Viagra works. So nitric oxide, really important for our performance, really important for our health really important for erections and when you breathe through your nose you are inhaling 5.81 times more nitric oxide now levels in your blood don't go up quite that much obviously just like oxygen just like any other gas that you breathe in not 100% of it makes it to your blood so you know you're breathing in 5.81 times more some percentage of that is going to end up raising blood right so you they could look at blood levels specifically but the bottom line, we're breathing in and the levels in our blood of nitric oxide go dramatically higher when we breathe through our nose. So this is so, so crucial, you guys. In fact, nitric oxide, I mean, nitric oxide is not just about erections. It's not just about, uh, you know, workout performance because it definitely is about those two things um, and, you know, very well-known, studied and, and looked at for those two things, but it's also about our overall health, right? So as you can imagine, if you reduce the body's ability to dilate blood vessels and get blood where it needs to go, what do we think that's gonna lead to? It's gonna lead to ill health, right? It's gonna lead to heart problems. It's gonna, lead to, it's gonna lead to strokes. It's gonna lead to all kinds of ill health. So nitric oxide is absolutely crucial for our body. And it's amazingly powerful in a couple of regards that I know that you guys care about, and that is your physical training and your erections. It's really, really powerful. And both of those, like I said, the L-citrulline, L-arginine are often put in pre-workouts. That's for a reason, because people can feel it, because they can feel that pump in their blood vessels, right? Well, guess what? You have that in your nose. You have it in your body. Make a switch from mouth breathing to nasal breathing. Now, I want to tell you a story about about putting this into play, okay? Because I've known about, I've known a little bit about yeah. And, and done some breath work for a number of years. I mean, I've done Wim Hof breathing and a few things like that. Uh, I've worked more with nasal breathing a little bit as of say the last year or so, but not, I never really like dove, dove all the way in. And as I've been diving more all the way in, uh, in that process, one of the things, and one of the most powerful things that I'll recommend to you guys, in fact, we'll talk more, more about that in, in just a second is, um, is we can tape our mouth at night uh, it's less intimidating than it sounds. And that ensures that we are breathing through our nose all night long, which is really, really impactful. So I decided to put that part to the test. I'd never done that. I'd done nasal breathing on, you know, runs. And and I'd kind of, that's what I'd mostly focused on with the nasal breathing thing. It was like, okay, I'm gonna do it for this workout. I'm gonna do it for this run. I'm gonna, right. But I never really said, okay, like I'm gonna try to, you know, focus on nasal breathing all 24 hours, right? While I'm sleeping the rest of the time that I'm awake. You know, other than if I'm, uh, you know, speaking or drinking or eating, I'm going to be nasal breathing, right? That's kind of the place that I've gotten to. And so the first time, the first night that I tried mouth taping, which I'd kind of heard about, but I had never tried it. And I finally decided, okay, I'm going to try this. So I decided to, to basically make it the hardest test that I possibly could. From because of course I was paying attention to how you know a lot of things like how I slept you know how easily I fell I fell asleep um, how well I stayed asleep how of the rested I felt when I woke up but of course I was also paying attention to morning wood because that's one of the things that I pay attention to right for you guys partially right because I'm always testing things and figuring out what makes it work Um, and of course for my own life as well so I decided that first night I'm going to put this kind of to the test from that perspective and from the sleep perspective which is. I did a couple of things that reliably screw up my sleep and that reliably impact morning wood in some way. And that is I ate really late, really late, and I ate a bunch of sugar really late, which I never eat any sugar hardly ever anymore. And if I do, it definitely screws up my sleep and it makes my body all like jumpy and freak out, right? So I decided, okay, I'm gonna put this mouth taping thing to the test And I really put it to the test by making it kind of the hardest situation that I can make it. So I ate really late. I ate a ton of sugar, which told me based on all of my history in my body that number one, I'm probably going to sleep really shitty um, and wake up not feeling rested. Number two, um, I'm probably not going to wake up with morning wood because that'll usually knock it out if I eat real late. And it's like I said, especially if I eat a bunch of sugar really. So did both of those things. Taped my mouth. Um, For me, it was actually a pretty easy, quick, uh, like some people with, it'll take them a few days to kind of adapt to that, which we'll talk about you guys trying it more in just a second. But for some people, it'll take a few days to kind of adapt to that. I adapted to it pretty quickly. Cause I've taken my mouth a few times for workouts and things like that. So, uh, I fell asleep just fine and slept amazing and woke up feeling rested and woke up with morning wood. So it was like, immediately I just knew, I mean, I could just tell, I could tell from the way that I slept, I could tell from the way that I woke up and I could tell from the morning wood. I mean, and obviously this isn't just me making this up. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of really good books that dive into this, um, in terms of just the, the idea of taping your mouth at night. And this is a pretty common practice now. I mean, more and more people, you guys have might, you guys maybe have heard about somebody doing this or, um, at least heard about, heard about somebody, um, heard about somebody that heard about somebody <laughs> uh, that's doing this, but mouth taping is becoming more common because it's really powerful because it ensures this nasal breathing. So um, I taped my mouth and boom, I just knew based on what I'd read and the science and then based on how I felt, I've put it into practice every night since then. It's been incredibly, incredibly powerful. So of all of the things that I have talked about on this show and worked on in my own life and coached guys on, this is for sure one of the most impactful nasal breathing on a very consistent basis, as much as possible throughout the day, nasal breathing during workouts, which is a whole nother topic that we'll go into more another time, but so powerful. And then, um, you know, taping your, your mouth at night. So you ensure that nasal breathing, there's different ways obviously to, to do this and approach this. But the bottom line is the more you breathe through your, your nose and the less you breathe through your mouth, the better off you're gonna be. Your health is gonna be better, your brain is gonna be better, your heart and your cardiovascular system are gonna be better, and yes, your erections will be better. Now, I've told some guys, um, because of course when I discover things, That's like, if I, if I find something that's like, holy crap, like that worked amazingly well, of course, I'm going to start telling people about it. And I'm going to tell you guys about it, which I'm doing today. But usually before I do that, I'll tell some friends and coaching clients and I'll like, Hey, say, try this, try that. Right. So I've told a few people about the nasal breathing thing and guys that have put it into practice. And what do you know, major increase in morning wood by taping their mouth at night. (laughs) So... This is something you guys, it's so fundamental, you know? And that's the thing with our health, with so many aspects of our life, man, when we get the fundamentals right, everything else changes. When we really dial the fundamentals, when we really get the simple key things right, it, it it's hugely impactful. So we start getting breathing better, right? You fundamentally change the way that you're breathing. You fundamentally change how impactful breathing in, is in your body. And man, it filters out into so much better erections. And, and man, like I said, we'll talk about this more in other episodes, but the performance increases that I felt uh, with physical training with uh, using nasal breathing have been incredible. And I'm really just scratching the surface of that. I mean, I can't wait for years of, of having my mouth taped at night so I can ensure nasal breathing. I can't wait for years of training sessions that are all nasal breathing because the in the impact that I've already seen just within you know a number of weeks and and really in days when I put some of this stuff into practice and the impact that I've seen in other people I mean this is stuff that can fundamentally change our health our body the way our body's responding in so many ways so many ways so I'm excited for you guys to put put this into the practice obviously the main takeaway here today is breathe through your freaking nose dude close your mouth breathe through your nose. Um, a couple of things that you can do, like I said, at night, you can tape your mouth. Um, you can tape your mouth during workouts. And with the mouth taping, what I found is that all you really need is like a postage stamp size tape. Um, I've used a climbing tape, which is like white athletic tape. You could use white athletic tape. You could use surgical tape. Probably those, maybe one of those few options are gonna be the best. And all you really need is like a postage stamp size in the middle of your lips. And that tends to work just fine. So you can tape your mouth at night. Try that. Like I said, it may take some adaptation. You may find that like the first night you rip it off after like five minutes or whatever, cause it's bugging you. And then maybe the second night you last like 15 minutes. And then the third night, all of a sudden you fall asleep, right? It might take a little bit of adaptation, but stick with it. Try the mouth taping at night. You can also tape your mouth. As I said, during workouts, highly effective, um, really effective during workouts because you know, the rest of your day, it's, it's pretty, if you're mindful about it, you can of course keep your mouth, closed and use, you know, and, and stay with nasal breathing. Although because it's such a habitual thing that you've probably done your whole life, which the majority of people statistically are mouth breathers, right? The majority. So not all, but the majority. So um, for the most part, that probably includes you, right? The majority of you guys, at least. So it's something you've been doing your whole life. So in some ways it's kind of hard to change, but in other ways, it's pretty easy in the sense that you can just sit here and close your mouth and and breathe through your nose as you're listening to this, which I hope you are by this this point, if you're not so old already on the idea of nasal breathing, I would hope. Um, But during a workout, when you really start exerting yourself, it becomes pretty hard to not, like for your mouth to just not pop open when you're used to that. It's pretty hard to just keep it just from like intention. So tape can be pretty helpful during workouts. Um, One thing that I would say with that is uh, your body will adapt to nasal breathing, so you're. It's going to feel like, especially when you start nasal breathing when you're doing a workout, it's going to feel like you're not getting enough air, but you're getting enough air. It's your mind and your body adapting to that somewhat higher carbon dioxide level, at least for the situation. Like as you as you work out, right? So as you work out and you would have been huffing and puffing through your mouth, you your body would have been used to a certain sort of level of carbon dioxide. As we raise that a little bit. To where it's actually better because then we end up getting more oxygen it's like our body just needs to get used to oh, okay actually an okay somewhat higher carbon dioxide levels actually okay right so you're, you are going to be getting enough air but it's not going to feel like that so your body's not going to respond like oh, i'm suffocating or whatever right so give a little time for that to adapt to workouts um, i would also say that when you put it into practice with workouts start slow, like dial it back a little, keep your pace slow, keep it measured, try to like, right. And just get used to it. And then you can kind of ramp it up. Um, the rest of the day or another thing that you can do during workouts as well is you can also just like keep water in your mouth. So you take it, if you take a drink of water and then keep some water in your mouth and like your mission during your workout, as you're just walking around doing errands, whatever, is to keep that water in your mouth as long as you keep that water in your mouth obviously that means you've been nasal breathing so a couple things to kind of put into play the really the biggest one is the taping your mouth at night i would suggest that if you tape your mouth at night i would be shocked and obviously once you get to the point where you let it go the whole night i would be shocked if you don't see some kind of immediate benefit like feeling more rested um you know, you're, if you have a significant other, they're very, very likely going to notice that all of a sudden you're not snoring (laughs) or if you're snoring at all, it's very, very little. So it's going to probably make that go away. I mean, this is so impactful in our life. You guys, erections are just the minor, minor benefit, but I would guess that literally within a night or two of putting this into play, taping your mouth at night, you're going to wake up with better morning wood. If you already wake up with like fantastic morning wood, still put this stuff into play. But if you're not waking up with morning wood at all if you're making up waking up with it kind of off and on or it's not great or whatever try this try taping your mouth at night and i would be willing to bet that you will wake up with better morning wood in addition to feeling more rested probably sleeping better not snoring having better overall health i mean guys this is so this is so powerful oh i'm so excited for some of you guys to put this into into practice in your life i love i hear from so many of you guys who put these things into action. Like, you know, I, I get to work with some of you guys too, but I hear from so many guys that 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 I've never been on a coaching call with or anything like that, and I'll get a message like, hey, I've been listening for six months, hey, I've been listening for three months, hey, I've been listening for a year, whatever. I put this and this and this into, into, into practice in my life, and man, this amazing thing happened. I know that so many of you guys are gonna put nasal breathing into your life, and it's gonna be so, freaking awesome so i'm excited to hear from you guys let me know especially the mouth taping thing i would be really curious to hear how that goes for you so shoot me a text message 801-742-1439 uh you can book a clarity call go to calendly.com stephen mathis go forth kick ass get out and get after it i'm gonna go up to the mountains get a session in today get a session tomorrow be back to talk to you guys tomorrow thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Go forth, kick ass, breathe through your nose. You will kick more ass. You will have better erections. You will feel better, rest better, have more energy, all the things. Thank you again for listening. Appreciate you guys. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.